0: I will continue in a moment in the other language uh, that we <laughs> use, that indeed Julie has just been drawing attention to as. Uh, May be spoken in a slightly more lonely context in the future in the European Union. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nevertheless, as I've just spoken in Irish, uh, the ancient language uh, of, of the Irish people, I want to begin, as I have in all of the places where I have been speaking as President of Ireland, by acknowledging the original occupants of Australia. And I recognize and pay honor to them had a beautiful culture at 65,000 years old, which balances ecology, economics, and ethics, and I honor their elders, past present, and their descendants. Distinguished guests, and there are so many, uh, I'm delighted, normally we would say something like this, I think uh, those who, the diplomats who are traveling with me, all protocols observed, so you've all been recognised for your <laughs> distinction and your excellence in all the different fields. And indeed I'm very very glad that uh, Julia's is well recognised. Something very important, even more important now than ever, it is the people who do the physics of the thing and the engineers who deliver architectural design into the world as a real achievement. So I'm delighted that you've paid tribute to Peter Rice. Uh, and we are very, very proud of him. And we we allow a great deal in design to the people of Denmark, but the execution of it will run Which reminds me of something else. I think when I was on a state visit to vi- to vi- Vietnam and Laos, we allowed a very significant contract to be got by General Electric, Electric, but it will be fulfilled by Mainwaring again, who will in fact actually deliver. The equipment on the ground and ensure it's working. It's a very, very great pleasure uh, to be here at the Sydney Opera and I must say as well that I'm very honoured that I'm accompanied on this stage of the visit again uh, by the Thornish, the um, Minister for Enterprise, uh, Trade and Innovation, Francis Fitzgerald, and uh, who has been a great value uh, in the trip. Where we've we've just both come from Canberra. I began this uh, trip in Perth and moved on then to Melbourne, from Melbourne to Hobart and from Hobart to here. And I'm so pleased to to have an opportunity of saying a few words indeed to you, gathered as you are, to think and celebrate and you have great reason for celebrating the connections between Australia and Ireland. Uh, When Julie Senema was speaking I think it's very important, maybe I'll come straight to one point about Enterprise Ireland about the Industrial Development Authority and about Tourism Ireland. Uh, sometimes when people uh, ask you if you, as President of Ireland, are you sitting down to a formal event and they would say to you, how are things now in Ireland? You know. And I have a previous lunch I said, you just really say, well, the fundamentals are fine. And then you have a conversation I said, which is rather like a medical one. But I think what you say, we have, in fact, our lowest unemployment rate in a very long time, which is very welcome. It has gone from well over 15% to what I think now is probably a true figure somewhere around 6.2%. The debt to GDP ratio is about 103%. And you, looking at the performance across the sectors, 11 sectors of 14 sectors of the Irish economy are indicating further expansion for the next two years. Sometimes in the question is, as, how did you get there? And every now and again, people would, <coughs> some of our neighbors in Europe would say, said, <coughs> they followed our instructions, and that's why they are where they are. <laughs> and it's one of the great advantages of being an independently elected president is that you have an opportunity of looking things at a distance. And I want to say to you straight away that the reason I am able to give you those figures is entirely because of enterprising state agencies who have continued to push exports up from Ireland. In the worst of our contraction, between 2007 and 2012, Irish exports increased by 40%. And therefore, when you begin to look at this and break it down, when you look at the inquiries that Martin Shannon and others were conducting during that period of 2012, seven twelve. There are over 80 serious pieces of business that were completed in that time. And what does this mean? It means that those who engage with Ireland, through Enterprise Ireland, through the IDA and through Tourism Ireland, know that they are talking to agencies that have a relationship with government and people that can deliver what they offer. And I'm very, very interested in this as well because Sometimes, in fact, people look at trade figures, economic figures, and indicators as date figures on the page. But success in business is achieved by trust, authenticity in the deal, and actual ability to execute according to what's promised. And they have that. And something very interesting has happened because Ireland has been at it for quite a while. Our contraction 2007 12, uh, from which required an adjustment in Irish uh, incomes of about somewhere, depending how you calculate it, between 23 23 and 26%. So if you like, there was a genuine contribution by the Irish people to the fiscal stabilization which was sought from us. The crisis that arose, if it be that, was in fact actually a banking crisis led by a property bubble, as has happened elsewhere. But all of the time, The Irish economy keeps throbbing away and indeed because, if you like to compare our economy with other economies in the European Union, I say so always with sympathy to them but it was because we had this overseas relationship and could use it to trade our way out of the difficulties we're right where we are now. I think indeed Julia has said something that's very important, the Minister will tell you the same thing I'm sure in conversation, there isn't just that 33% are under the age of 25, 40% of the population are under 29 years of age and then when one looks across the map they are in fact actually of those it is the largest proportion that has a, a, a graduate qualification. And then within that, again, it is the largest proportion going on to postgraduate study. And then you look at the postgraduate study and you see a very high presence of science, technology, and what we have been just discussing about Peter Rice, engineering. And indeed, engineering is very interesting because it shows you how the comes about because it means that you value the foundation of say, of mathem- good mathematics which makes possible the cross-disciplinary combinations between biotechnology, science, genetics, nutrition, all of these areas in which we have established a competence. Isn't it good to be able to say this here, it's a very different story than when my grandfather's brother and sister came in 1862 just after the First Land Act was passed in Australia or indeed where I have been speaking so far in Perth, where I visited Fremantle Jail, which received the Hougamont in 1868, the last of the convict ships, and the last six of whom escaped in the Catalpa. So Ireland, when you're president in a you come, I always think that the quality of how you come and visit people is very important. That is why it was very important. To me, to know that my granduncle and others did not come to an empty empty country and speaking Irish, as they did, and English, that they are marked on the shipping register as having English, that they were in fact people coming, as I said, to encounter another culture. So I have spoken about that in Perth. And I've also spoken about the women who were transported, the convict women with four magnificent statues now exist and that didn't exist. And think Rowan Gillespie's work, which is there in Toronto, there in Dublin, and is now there in Hobart. And those women who got from off the convict ship, one-eighth of the convicts were Irish, and they came at four o'clock in the morning so that they wouldn't disturb the males who were sleeping. And also they entered a horrific experience in the F- Cascade factory in elsewhere. And here in Sydney, uh, when people perhaps thought that maybe we needed to get a better class of female youngster, what was described at the time as a cargo of young Irish women from the Irish workhouses, 4,414 <coughs> of them birthed here in Sydney. And then you move on, but at the same time, quite separate from that, into what was, if you like, going to be the administrative structure of the colony, uh, Irish professionals who <coughs> might have been blocked at home on religious ground, including uh, John Henry Plunkett, who would take the first great case in, in, in Mile Creek, the massacre of Mile Creek, and then also, as well as that, Gavin Duffy. Elsewhere, there was this section as well. As I've mentioned, departed my grandfather's brother and sister, but also I should say to you, I'm very happy to say it as well in later periods, my father's brother and sister, one is buried in Toowoomba the other in Warwick, and then currently my nephew is here in Sydney who runs a business here. So with every generation, the multi-stranded relationship between Irish and Australia is that people have come here in different circumstances and become part and are very happy to contribute to Australian life. It isn't only the case in relation managing to live in the economy, but at cultural level, the level of dance, music, art, film, and so on. So I think what a president does in many cases is you're not really just looking back, but also looking at the practical experience and contribution that is happening. It is very good that uh, Man on, in the case of the Irish economy, we have a, a, a good trading relationship with Australia. And before you immediately say that's because you have a surplus, uh, <laughs> in the different meetings I've had with <coughs> Premiers of Western Australia, Premiers of Victoria, all are emphasising something very important, and that is the opportunities of what we can do together For example, in relation to trade in the Asian market is extremely important and we will be able to do many things together. Not just in places where we have an equal competence in relation to say agribusiness but in relation to technology and in relation to science. The Irish government took a decision quite recently to be invest in the Asian Infrastructure Development Bank. it was about 63 to 65 million, but they're others equally in relation to the trading Pacific trading partnerships in relation to a number of the others. Put simply. As we look forward in terms of all the opportunities that are there with these highly skilled populations that we have and the things that we do together and the quality of the relationship between us, we confidently say, tell Australians and everyone I met, we remain and we will offer ourselves to be a bridge for Australian entrepreneurs working with Ireland to the European Union. And equally we will be coming in the other way the bright people who are now combining all these different talents I mentioned, bringing new technology into applications, will be delighted to come through Australia on their way to the Asian market. And I think that this is something that's very, very interesting. People regularly ask us, they do ask us questions, and what about Brexit? Well, let me just say on that that we would be doing this anyway because what else would you do if you had the kind of materials we have both human and immaterial and technological. So this is going to happen anyway. And that is why I've, of the 55 Australian companies in the Irish economy, 22 have been assisted by the Industrial Development Authority. There's something else as well, is that people are for real in business. And when they see a good example working, you'll find very quickly that what the IDA and Enterprise Ireland are dealing with, are clusters of people who want to share their experience. How did you get on with them? And they're not random relationships. They're structured and they're professional and they have experience. And it is never really now in Ireland anymore about imitation or patterning, doing what other people are doing. There are new things happening in every field be it in immunology, to biotechnology, to the application of all of advanced design in relation to medical products and pharma and all of that. So it's a great pleasure to be able to come along as President of Ireland, and to be able to pay homage, as I have, to the people who were here before us, to those who came in such different circumstances, to all those of you who are now assisting the Irish and working together in partnerships. All that 56 travelling with me that you'll see in the brochure, 22 are doing it for the first time. But I want, as President of Ireland, to thank those who are helping mentor them. In other words, using our diaspora, people, for example, who have genuinely and generously come forward and told them how, in fact, you will be able to manage all the compliance issues and the detailed issues. And therefore, you can get to the results faster, safer more securely. I've had very, very good relationships, and i have finished this. I look forward to speaking in the university here before I finish my visit to Sydney, but also I've had very good uh, visits to the university sector, speaking to the University of Western Australia, the University of Melbourne, and we have to say this as well, the University of Melbourne's four founding professors, three of them were Irish. Uh, with the man regarded, uh, William Herm is regarded as the, in the 1930s Australian account, he's referred to as the first Australian economist. But he didn't just teach political economy and logic. Of the four who came to found the university, one died on the way, the professor of mathematics. So Hern taught mathematics as well. And that's a great lesson in it for many cases. Keep the foundations wide, and you will be able to. Th- so therefore, as if you know, we had to teach moral philosophy, logic, political economy, and mathematics, broad economics <laughs> is good stuff. I think finally in relation to it all, in relation to the other issues, the, the famous issue of Brexit I just want to say, just only to say, all our issues which are really four, the status of the Good Friday Agreement which working and keeping and sustaining it has been assisted by Australia for which we're very grateful with projects. Secondly, there's the position of our Irish people, including all European Union citizens in the the United Kingdom, United Kingdom people in in Ireland. And then there is, of course, as well as that, a common travel area which preceded both of our membership of the European Union. We're going to be in Europe, we're staying in Europe, and we're going to work through. And then the last one, of course, where we are. In relation to trade, I make note, we, we, Of our total exports, 15% go to North America, 15% to to the United Kingdom, and about 45% to Europe. Ever getting more diversified, taking account what I've been describing. But within that 15% of the United Kingdom, it's when you come to agribusiness, you see an exposure on about 46% of what we produce in relation to food. But it comes back the other way as well, because there's finished products coming from the United Kingdom to Ireland. So that's an area where we are are exposed. But I can tell you that the Irish government has worked very hard uh, and the European Union is very cognizant of the Irish issues and that is why they are in the first phase of the talks. And the news about all of that is this, as in everything, we now have the capacity and this is why all the partnerships we're speaking about in this trip are important. We are moving on. We will be expanding trade, expanding innovation, expanding investment. And we'll be remembering as well. Now all those Irish, some of them gathered in this room who have made their biggest significant life contributions outside of the borders of Ireland. We should never forget, I think, <coughs> that in 2015, <coughs> between 10 and 12%, depending on the way you calculate, of, gro- of the world's GDP, of growth, the world's product was provided by migrants. This is the world we live in. And I must say that it is very, very, very wonderful to be here as President of Ireland in these new circumstances, encountering the friendship that was offered to generations of Irish before. And to know that the future, if I might say it in Irish, lón of, lín lé full of possibilities that we can achieve together. Thank you very much for listening to me.